Was Avatar The Way of Water worth the wait? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, avatars, DC universes, whatever that means right now. Uh, I am your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy, good morning. DJ, you know what we never talk about? Music. That's it's so, so weird. It's so funny that you mentioned that. I was just on Mod Garrett, front of the show. She has a show on AMP. Um, and she invited me on and she's like, there's, I guess it's like a radio show almost. She's like, I need, I need five songs from you. And I was like, I'm so sorry, songs. I've never. And so then I had to think about like, what's any song. And she's like, any song. I'm like, like? yeah, what do I, what do I want to? And I was very fortunate that that week was the previous episode. I guess the last episode of the year of, um, Abbott Elementary, which had Vince Staples on it. So I was like, perfect jumping off point. My Here's my favorite Vince Staples track. And then I worked. I was like, okay, so we're kind of in hip hop. Uh, here's a POS track I like. And here's an Aesop Rock uh, track I like. And so I was yeah, able yeah. to kind of like build off of that. But it's like, you're right. We never talk about music. Yeah, yeah. Maybe... 2023 hey we're always growing yeah um i like music you like music and we are into it sometimes so hey oh hey oh it's funny because and i and i talked about this on the show with her that like you know with a movie movies and tv and comics i because it's something i've wanted to do i kind of know how they work and it makes it uh, easier for me to uh, break it down and kind of like this is why this didn't work with for me this is why this did with music it's like magic I have no musical ability that I am aware of and so like when when people are like oh why'd you like this track I'm like I, I don't know it it sounds good I yeah. don't know <laughs> I think that um, what you're pointing out and but just not verbalizing because you are um humble is that you're an expert in one of these fields like you understand movies and tv yeah. and in the other field you're not so i get it like you're in one of them you're coming out as purely a fan yeah and the other you're coming out as an educated expert yeah so. well and just because you know it's like you know, you, you want to do a thing you're like okay so how does it how does it work and it's like music i said like, i don't know so for right. you hmm, how do i want to phrase this question because it's a tough i music Roxy, what is music to you? No, what do you like as music? What are your some of your go-to musics? Yeah, so I don't know if you... I think you probably know this at some point. I came up in the music industry. Ooh, um, yeah. Well, yes, my, yeah. My dad worked in the music industry, so I don't know in 2022 or 2023 how music works. <laughs> like the whole Spotify, Apple thing changed yeah. completely how music... Is, like, it just completely changed. Um, but I did know how the sausage was made at one point. Yeah. And I, so I'm a big rock and roll fan in my core till I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock music, just like hardcore, not hardcore rock music. Yeah. I hardcore love, love rock, rock music. music. Yes. And then my second favorite genre is disco. I'm like completely obsessed with disco music. Love it. Uh, like, Donna Summer, uh, Diana Ross. I lo just love dancing. I'm mm -hmm. so bad at it. So I love disco. And then growing up with my brother, he would drive me to school every day. And that was always rap and hip hop. Yeah. So I feel like I am. I, I like jazz, but don't know shit about it. Mm -hmm. I don't love country and don't know shit about it. Yeah. Uh, don't know much classical, but everything else, I feel like I have a bit of a solid base except for current. I don't know what current music is except for TikToks. Yeah. I'll be like scroll, like bopping along, singing a song. And one of my friends will be like, oh, I didn't know you listened to the new blah, blah, blah album. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, that's a TikTok song. Yeah. I just know that from TikTok. Oh, and, it, and it's a bummer, too. And I've not gotten really into, into TikTok, but it is a bummer. Like you hear like Unholy by Sam Smith. And you're like, oh, this is a pretty good track. And then you see it a billion times with TikToks. And it's like, well, now it's, you've ruined it. <laughs> you've ruined it. Totally. Totally. Like I, the... I'm, I've never been a Swifty, but the other day I was like walking. I'm like, it's me. Hi, I'm the yep. problem. It's me, which is just like a TikTok that we've seen 5,000 times. Yep. And I'm going, and somebody was like, oh, I didn't know you were a Swifty. And I was like, not only did I not know that was Taylor Swift, yep. but I actually hate that song now because mm -hmm. of TikTok. It's not even so the song. 
It's not even the song's fault. It's just too much. You've just no. done it too much. <laughs> no, I'm on DJ. I'm newly on dating apps and yes. it's been like a whole whirlwind. No. But this guy wrote to me the other day. He said something and then he said, uh, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't respond. And yes. then a week later he said, not a Swifty. And I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, good to know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> At this point, that song like irks me. Yeah, yeah. Please stop. Don't do it. Um, yeah, and and I appreciate your love of disco because I like punk music, and I feel like there's a kindredness there oh, in cool. that both are kind of in, in the modern sense are kind of dead. <laughs> are you into pop punk or punk punk? Like, what's your I, what kind of? Punk? Uh, because of the environment I grew up in as a kid, it was a lot of pop punk now, not really more. And it's, and I, and I do have to say if I, and I'm, again, I mentioned this on the show with Mod. if I mention a musical act or a song or something, you're like, Oh, you're, that's cool or not well known. It is because of my, one of my, my, not one of my best friend is very musically inclined. And so everything good I listened to was brought to me by him. Um, but like, I'll listen to like more. Uh, modern punk, punk acts like Fiddler is is uh, is a group uh, I like. Um, I also like Idols, although I think that's more post punk than it is yeah, traditional punk. But I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you like like um, Yellow Card, Blink One Eighty Two, like pop punk, old school when we were coming up, or? Not into that. Not into that now. At the time, I would have like when I was younger, I would have been a yellow card, but I don't really listen to that. Most of my my music uh, consumption happens. Let's say I'll take something in the evening to relax, and so I'm just chilling and I'm vibing, and I'll just put on like a bath. uh, Sure sure why not let's just say that um and i'll put on whatever so sometimes and it and it's mood so sometimes i'm in more of a like i want something more uh amped up like like uh like something like a fiddler that's more punk related sometimes i'm in the more hip-hop mode sometimes i'm in uh sad songs i'll listen to fucking uh or like i more chill like kevin morby um and i'll listen to chet faker shit and stuff like that you know it just depends on where the mood moves me Do you like any classic punk, like Sex Pistols or Clash or anything like that? Or it's all kind of current and underground? uh, I think it's it's mostly um, current. I'll listen to some Black Flag. I'll listen to some uh, Office, actually more current, too. Um, uh, Anti-Flag, occasionally. um, Stuff like that. And see now, All but right, now, now we've, to learn. now we've, uh, you've, I've tapped of my musical knowledge. It's gone. <laughs> Every, I think in 2023, every week, we're going to bring you the song that we're listening to that week the most. That's not the worst idea. That's not the worst. A new song. Here's the song club. Listen, it's only like yeah. uh, six minutes, six minutes of if it's an ambitious song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Let's dive into it. They surprise everybody. We're not talking about music today. We're talking about Avatar. But before before we do that, let's do some news. Because gosh dang it! Wait, no. I'm. It's not even. I haven't even done the uh, beginning part. Uh, review us on iTunes, five stars, Spotify. We ask a question. Last week's question was, "What is your favorite Marvel Phase Four movie?" Ray Alvarez says, "I liked the documentary Director by Night about Michael Giacchino's directorial debut better than any Phase Four movie." movie really it's spidey wow. three strange two and werewolf by night yeshu wazalewski said it's black panther wakanda forever for sure but if i had to say one i'd watch the if i had to say one i'd watch the most probably multiverse of madness and stefan julian said uh while wakanda forever had some of the best scenes in phase four no way home wins it for me despite the rocky start so those are your guys thoughts and also of course if you're listening to this and you want more of me and Roxy, you can go over to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. You can get early access to um, episodes like our holiday content. Uh, you can check out Spider-Versity. Sal and I just finished season three of Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, and uh, uh, Roxy and I have a show called What We're Into. And that's where if you want to know our thoughts on the Barbie trailer and the Across the Spider-Verse trailer, you're going to have to go to Patreon for that.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now we're in the news. <sighs> Roxy. Is a, yeah, DJ. It's been a roller coaster for a week. Uh, I'm going to. Oh, oh, my God. I'm going to run through it. If I if I miss a step, let me know. He, okay. It started with, I want to say it was Deadline or Ver- Variety, whoever, was like, was like, uh-oh, Wonder Woman 3 is not happening. Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have been kicked to the curb. And then James Gunn on Twitter was like, some of that. And there was a bunch of stuff like, Jason Momoa is going to be Lobo now. Shit like that. But the headline was, no more Wonder Woman 3. Uh, James Gunn was like, some of that's true. Some of it's not true. Some of it, we're not sure if it's true yet. Then Patty Jenkins, I guess there were some other articles that spilled out. And Patty Jenkins felt inclined to reply that like, hey, I didn't leave Wonder Woman 3. I was told they're not moving forward with it. P.S. If we still want to do a Rogue Squadron, I'm technically under contract for that. So maybe we we can get that uh, cooking again. Then that would have been enough. That would have been enough for a whole episode in and of itself. Then... Henry Cavill uh, posts something like, hey, by the way, remember like, what, three weeks ago when I was like, hey, I'm Superman again? <laughs> Surprise, I'm not anymore. Uh, and then, oh, we, before even that, James Gunn, because apparently James Gunn replied to that. Uh, there, He's writing a new, brand new Superman movie. Wait, uh, James Gunn responded to Henry Cavill's post? Um, not directly. He did a tweet oh, okay. that it was in response to the discussion around it, is my understanding. Um, and he said he is doing, he, they're focusing on a younger Superman, Superman younger in his career. So they're, they're rebooting it, uh, but it's not going to be an origin story and he's writing it, but they don't know the director yet. And we'll know more about their slate at the beginning of 2023. Then kind of tangentially related it was just announced that henry cavill uh if you if you thought wow henry cavill's taking the fact that he's leaving witcher and superman pretty well turns out it's because he's got a new uh warhammer show going to amazon that he's not only starring in but producing and for those that have been following henry cavill he is a fan of that franchise so that's a pretty pretty big uh news for him so that is what i got did i miss anything (laughs) Well, there was this one weird caveat that I was like, wait, what happened here? We're about five hours, maybe a little longer before it was announced that Henry Cavill was doing Warhammer. Did you see Raul Coley tweeted out, Henry Cavill, we should do Warhammer together, get at me or something? I did not. And I was like, was that an announcement? (laughs) Or he was like, hey, at Henry Cavill, like, um, Warhammer, question mark, talking about, like something about it and i was and i had seen the tweet yeah and i was like is he pitching a project and then it was announced and then i was like wait what just happened what just happened either either because raul coley friend of the show uh is also a big warhammer right. fan so maybe he was just like wishing on a star could or, have been a weird coincidence could could have been or maybe he heard through the grapevine that that was a thing that was happening it's like i need to get in on this shit like hey if this is happening remember me <laughs> i feel like that's uh like a text message situation, maybe. So, so you're thinking maybe coincidence, and he was just kind of hoping, wishing, waiting. I don't know. Wishing? I was, I really couldn't tell what was happening. I'm gonna pull up the exact tweet, and it was like straight up like six hours before it came out. Oh, he, oh, he responded about it right now. Okay, so he tweeted and he said, "Hey Henry, fuck it, let's make a Warhammer movie slash limited series." Kind regards, Raul. And then the announcement came out of. Six hours later, so I guess five hours ago, he just said, 
LOL. Okay, so firstly, I had zero idea this was already a thing. After seeing Henry's post about soups, I just felt like a Warhammer project would be would put a smile on his face, so I tweeted. Secondly, I'm over the moon that this has fit, been announced officially. That's wild. That that is nuts. And 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 uh, I know his boy Mike uh, Raul's uh, been in a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. Mike Flanagan's making the jump to Amazon with the Dark Tower series, so he's got. He he can he has connections within the Amazon family now, so who knows? I want the best so, for both of them. <laughs> this is the least big part of the news story, but just so I know, like, what is Warhammer? Warhammer is a table. <sighs> Somebody in the chat, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Warhammer is a tabletop RPG similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Unlike Dungeons and Dragons, it, I, I, my understanding is, is it is more based around it is a dice based like strategy RPG. However, figurines factor into it more, like little paintable figurines that represent your character or your army. It is a combination of of dark fantasy and sci-fi. It takes place 40,000 years in the future. Uh, there are evil aliens, uh, there's evil magical entities, and there's evil humans. The other thing I understand about uh, Warhammer is that it is bleak. It is one of my uh, sci-fi movie I really love. Um, that the second I started talking about it, just fucking ejected from my brain. Um, fuck me. Uh, it, there's a there's a sci-fi movie I really like that's fucking dark as shit. Um, Annihilation? No. Uh, God damn it. Fuck. It, you know, it's a cascade starts happening and you yeah. can't even remember that. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't, I can't multitask. I got to do this real quick. Ba-boom. Here we go. We're gonna get there, everybody. Be patient with me. Um, but I know this this is a uh, dark sci-fi movie, and people, fans of Warhammer, I believe, uh, have kind of like grafted onto it as like a uh, in their head canon. It is um, part of it, and that movie's name, fuck me, God damn it, is, is uh, I can't find it. I want to bail I, you out, but I just don't you know just how. can't. And I'm I'm going to be on Event Horizon. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like IMDb's changed its format. I don't like it. <laughs> but Event Horizon. Um, uh, I know fans of Warhammer. My understanding is fans of Warhammer have like adopted Event Horizon as like a, a unofficial prequel. And for those that don't know, Event Horizon is fucking dark. Uh, so I, my understanding is Warhammer is also pretty like there aren't really good guys. It's just shades of bad. <laughs> it's just shades of bad. Uh, that is my, uh, what I've gleaned. If anybody is a hardcore Warhammer fan in the chat, uh, please tell me if I'm wrong. Um, did that help? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. I just, people seemed stoked about this and I was like, it's so weird. I feel like my fingers on the pulse usually. And I, this is, I don't know what this is. I think it's just developed a community because it's not only the the same similar communities of tabletop RPGs, but also a community around painting the figurines. Just like people, like I know it's big in Japan to do like model kits. That's one of the big things with like Gundam. You make the models of the robot, um, but it's not a community I'm in. I just know ba- yeah. basically from following Raul and Henry Cavill that it's a thing. <laughs> mm. I hope Raul's in this. That would be great, <laughs> unless uh, I've heard people fan cast him as like a really big part of Dark Tower. Unless he's like the lead in Dark Tower, then yes, I hope he's. I don't know how he could do both, but God bless him. I hope. I hope good things. So um, it seems like we we basically got confirmation that going back to the DC of it all, that yeah, what is what is functionally a hard reboot, right? That's what all this means. We're getting a hard reboot of the DC universe. So my understanding is that in 2023, we're still going to have Shazam. We're still going to have Aquaman. We're still going to have Flash and we're going to have Blue Beetle. Mm -hmm. So those are going to be four movies that are in the theaters. Yes. Um, So and then after that, my understanding is that we will never see Ezra Miller Mm -hmm. probably ever again. Ever again. Yes. Um, Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, uh, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, mm-hmm. or um, 
whoever I'm missing as whoever I'm missing. Oh, yeah. or M- Momoa as Aquaman, yeah. but possibly as Lobo. Yeah. Uh, so that that is my understanding as of right now. I don't know if I'm calling it a hard reboot because I'm still not sure what their intentions are with. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a reboot of some type, but I don't know what their intentions are with like Blue Beetle. Yeah. I don't know what their intentions are with with Harley Quinn. I don't know or Suicide Squad, which is Guns Jam. Yeah. Uh I don't know what I don't know what their intentions are with the Batman and our bats pats. There was rumors, I didn't read the articles about this, but there were rumors that um James Gunn was going to try and incorporate the Batman into their their universe, and then James Gunn shot that down. He's like, "No, that's not what's happening." Who was going to try to do it? That that the James Gunn was the rumor. Though some articles said James Gunn's trying to fit the Batman into oh, their universe, and James, James Gunn was like, "No, that's not a thing that's happening." Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just like he's obsessed with the Suicide Squad, and maybe he does have enough wherewithal to know like even though it's my baby everybody's baby is getting chopped maybe that's chopped but it does feel like so we know peacemaker is in this universe you know like yeah so i i don't know what his intentions are with hard reboot versus justice league reboot uh it's very clear we're doing a justice league reboot yeah and but I'm kind of with you that I don't see how you do a Justice League reboot without a reboot of ever like you know like I'm sorry no Peacemaker season two like that's not we're this is not what we're doing anymore. Um, and if people remember, this is kind of what I was pushing for before they announced Henry Cavill was coming back. Now it's a little weird. Now now it's awkward. <laughs> Yeah, now it's awkward. Like, I I put out this tweet that was an absolute joke. And people, like, some people thought it was funny. And some people were fucking livid with me about how, like, Warner Brothers is the worst ex of all time to Henry Cavill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, begging him to come back. And then being like, our bad, never mind, after he, like, leaves all his other partners. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is actually not what I think fully happened with The Witcher anyway. It was just a fucking joke. Exactly. But... It was straight up mm-hmm. through and through, just a joke. Also, you know, all the properties, DC is my thing. Yeah. That was my, that's like my jam. And I actually think this is probably the right choice. Yeah. So it's no knock on Gunn and Saffron. I actually think they're doing what needs to be done, yeah. which is brutally painful and probably extremely detrimental for their personal relationships in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, I don't think. Gun came into this or Saffron came into this and was like, you know who I want to fuck with? <laughs> Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got su- such short, uh, no, no longevity in this industry. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. need, like, I think that that sucked for them. Yeah. I don't think they were stoked about that at all. Same thing with Patty Jenkins and Gal yeah. Gadot. Like, I don't, I don't think any part of them was like, ooh, we don't like these people. Let's yeah. get rid of them. I think they were probably like, fuck, we know what we have to do and that's going to suck. Yeah. Um, but for a long time on this show, DJ, you and I have been talking about like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Like we, we fucked this up, whether you love Zack Snyder's justice league or not, whether you love some of the movies or not, they fucked it up. They fucked up the, like the starting point, you know, (laughs) by not having a, not doing a Batman movie before you did a BVS movie by doing the justice league and, and releasing the wrong cut, I'm putting that yeah. in quotes, yeah. or whatever cut, a different cut, like, it, it has been far from seamless. And the best way to move forward very well might be yeah. stop. Scored Enough. Yeah. Basta. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's kind of the impression I get, it because it's like, because you just mentioned when you're, like, in the middle of, uh, you didn't say it, but your intonation said it, like... Ezra Miller, uh, Ray Fisher, uh, Ben Affleck, and, and obviously the, Amber Heard. Amber Heard, and these are different. I'm not obviously these are different situations for for all of them, um, but it's like it's a problem. Like like half of our main casts for one reason or another, it's a problem. Like uh, so, yeah. And do you want to build off of? Do you like? Do you want to try and like? course correct and deal with all that baggage it's like well if the goal is 
full connected universe we're start we're gonna we're gonna start from scratch and the good thing with gun even though i don't necessarily like this situation and it is awkward for a variety of reasons the good thing with gun is he is seen to speaking of how the sausage is made over the mcu not saying that he should mimic that but he at least knows how a functional engine works in this situation and this is the first time in a while where it felt like people weren't guessing what to do. It's like, no, here's what we're doing. Here is the plan, you know? <laughs> right, right. But, okay, so on that, DJ, do you think, two-part question. Yes. Um, and we only get to the second part if you think the first part is yes. Okay. Do you think they, as in Gun Safran, and I guess Zasloff, <laughs> have in- intentions on casting at least our big three, a Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman? Yes. Okay, you you think that they are moving forward with those characters? Well, yeah, because especially, you know, James Gunn said he's writing the new Superman movie, so yes. Yeah, so, but all three? All three, yes. Batman, Superman, the, and Wonder well, Woman. The okay. one I'm a little unsure about is Batman. Again, I'm team, yeah, do integrate Matt Reeves Batman into your universe. That doesn't sound like what's happening. So it's like, wait, so we're gonna have two new Batman at the or is the Batman gonna is is James Gunn's Batman gonna get his own standalone Batman movie? I guess it does make sense because both of them will make money. I mean, like it's not like somebody's gonna be like, mm, I'm not gonna go see this Batman movie, right? <laughs> so the only one I'm a little unsure yeah, about I is Batman. I don't even know. I don't know, DJ, even when you say that, like integrating Batman into their universe, I wonder if they're wondering if they should integrate their universe into Batman. Like that Batman, that's a starting point of the next universe. It's just weird. It sounds like that's not what they're doing. It's just, it's just weird that we're going to like reboot Batman twice within the span of, and and there's going to be two new Batman at the same time is kind of, it's kind of weird. But to to your first question, yes, I do think we're going to recraft them. So for my second question, then, I want a month and a year. When are we going to hear who our Superman is? Um, I, you know, if I'm being honest, I would not be surprised. I feel like this is a tight turnaround, but I feel like it, it, right now it feels like they're moving quick. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we had a new Superman and also if we're doing Wonder Woman Batman announcements by the end of 2023. So within the next year, you yeah. believe we will have we will know who are playing our big three. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. What do you think? Like I um I'm conflicted because I feel like when did we get the announcement that Saffron and Gunn were taking over? A month ago? I uh at most. At most. It almost feels less than that. <laughs> So maybe a few weeks. Yeah. In that time, they have made some really lofty choices. Yeah. Clearly, like they don't know everything they're doing as they continue to say, like, we're not sure everything we're doing, but they know what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. So that would that would cause me to believe that would cause me to believe that they are fully intending on releasing casting choices in the next year as well. Yeah. Because they have a four-year deal, I just don't foresee this dragging. I think they've mm-hmm. already thrown the axe down, and like, then they need to get us excited. Yeah, I wouldn't even be su- surprised if if James Gunn is like, especially uses the production timeline of the Marvel model. I wouldn't be surprised if like, hey, the new Superman movie is coming out in twenty twenty four. I think that's crazy, but like you said, it feels like things are moving very quickly intentionally. And they, they kind of need to. Like, I think that right now we have four movies coming out in 2023 and three of them might not be relevant. Yes. Like, and, so and then the what one are we going to The one that might be, you're saying, is possibly Blue Beetle? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because you could, you could, I'm with you, because you could say, actually, that's part of the new thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, unless there's references in Blue Beetle or, like, appearances, I suppose, that I'm unaware of. Yeah. I feel like they moved that from streaming to big screen. Yeah. I have to assume that that's part of their new plan. Yeah. That that the first movie in their new plan mm-hmm. is Blue it's Beetle. It's Blue Beetle. 
Uh, do you think that is Iron Man one? Yeah. Yeah. That is blue beetle. (laughs) Uh, well actually that goes to a question we have. Mike Joyce, if you were in charge of the DC, this is from the discord. If you were in charge of the DCU reboot, what would be the first movie you'd make? I think if I'm in charge of the DC reboot, the first movie I make is the Superman movie. Which it sounds like that's what they're angling for is is James Gunn's Superman. I agree with you. I would say Sam and I had a conversation about this years ago, and he made a pretty solid argument about making a Flash movie be your first intro in the universe. And the only tricky part of that is we're getting one. I also, there's not, uh, there might be merit in using the Flash, like, like we've talked about, like, Ezra Miller's Flash runs super fast at the end, and the movie ends with like a kind of a backdoor, like the last ten minutes is a tease of like, "Hey, here's he broke the universe. Here's the new one." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I. I think Sam was probably accurate back in the day. <laughs> now, having a Flash, first of all, moving forward with Flash, we have to have Wally West. We cannot do another Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Barry Allen should not be our main Flash yeah. at this point. It's not that that would be impossible, but it's just like, are we just going to... Well, and I guess the TV show's coming to an end, but... Yeah, but and, and, I, and I'm a, I agree with you just because we just got two, we got two Barry Allens. Yeah. But also, how many Bruce Waynes have we had? So I guess, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But Bruce Wayne is the only... I agree. Like, so... I agree. I, I Listen, I agree with you. I think it should be Wally West. I just don't know that that's what they're going to do, be, be what they do. Yeah, I don't... I don't know either. Um, yeah, like, what will this new formation look like? But uh, so, but going back to what you just said, I don't think we can start with a flash because I don't think that that's like the bang that would get people super stoked. Yeah, I feel like you have to start with one of your big three. Yeah, uh, and I don't think you start with Batman because you have a Batman right mm-hmm. now. Like that just is not making full sense. And I don't think you start with wonder woman because I think you need to get people on board with this universe. And like, so we're not doing wonder woman three because we're doing wonder woman one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure about that. And I do think that we haven't done a Superman movie since 2013. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a long time that, you know, time. it will be over 10 years away from yeah. doing a, fir- a Superman movie. So uh, not that Superman hasn't been in a movie, but we haven't done the a Superman, Superman movie. Movies. Exactly. In yeah. 10 years. And in this environment that back in the day, back in the seventies, that wouldn't be that long in this environment. That's a long time. <laughs> right. And I do think he is, he does set the tone in a lot of ways, you uni- universe speaking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that starting with him is the smartest choice. And I think if they st- if you start with him and people don't like it, <laughs> but if you start with him and people love it, oh, oh by the way, for the audio listeners, that was a big sigh. Woof, yeah, yeah, woof, yeah, yeah, a sigh of woof. Um, but if you start with him and they love it, whoever you're, it takes a lot of pressure off of your the other actors that you've cast. Yeah, I am like now they're part of the world. I am slightly worried with gun writing superman just because typically his sensibility wouldn't fit what i think makes superman works however i'm hopeful that he is aware of that and maybe he's gonna try and switch up his normal what he normally does because this stuff is normally more subversive and irreverent and i'm not saying there isn't place for elements of that in a superman script that's just not superman's bag at the same way it is guardians yeah, and suicide like squad how- yeah i'm i'm i totally feel you on that i do wonder Okay, Re- refresh my memory, DJ. What happened with Michael B. Jordan Superman? Uh, as far as I know, it is still out there. The one written by Tenet, Hesse Coates. Yeah. As far as I know, based on the articles I was reading, it still is tentatively might be happening. But I, I'm not going to hold my breath. Like it was shelved or it was never shelved? It was never shelved is my it was never officially shelved. How however, again, based on the a previous universe and Batgirl and all that, I would have I would imagine Zoslov's not gonna pony up for a second Superman. 
And was was Michael B supposed to be Superman, or am I forgetting that he was supposed to be like Kal El, or what was? It, the... I don't. My understanding again, it was brought up again in some of the other articles I was reading. It, he wasn't supposed to play Kal El. Uh, there's a couple different Black Superman from the comics that people were speculating it might be. I think he was. I think he's producing with an eye to star, but he might. But it wasn't like confirmed that he would be starring in it. What would be your thoughts? on just really going <laughs> so nerdy on this but like if robert pattinson just is our batman yeah. and we've already started this new universe and then we have michael b jordan as our superman in sure. that universe sure let's do it because sure. people people like that universe and i could actually see them like I, I listen, off each other. that was my pitch. My pitch is you built, listen, the Batman works. And honestly, in a vacuum, I do think there's merit in starting your universe with Batman because it's a way to start grounded and build mm -hmm. to crazier things. You start with something that's kind of closer to our world and then you introduce Superman, which is a little bit more out there. And then you introduce Wonder Woman, which is it, theoretically even a little bit more out there. And then you introduce, right? So listen, I'm fine with building off the Batman. I don't know that Michael B. Jordan would be my first choice as Clark Kent um superman because typically the characters he play are a little bit more internally conflicted a little bit more angry a little bit that kind of tends to be his similar to the way i don't know that james gunn is the first person that pops into my mind to write a superman movie not to say that mm -hmm. they can't switch it up that's a big part of artistic endeavors trying something different um but but i will say uh in my mind, I can see the Batman v Superman poster of Robert Pattinson on one side and Michael B. Jordan on the other side, and I would spend money on that movie. I would go I see know. that movie. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. I am with you, though. Is there any world in which we stop the Batman movies after the second one? Uh, listen, under normal circumstances, I would say absolutely not. At this point... Uh, I think everything's on the table. I think everything's on the table. And like stop those series, anything that was moving forward, Penguin Show, all that. We did it and like we just really streamline and they're like, no, when we said goodbye to Henry, we are saying all of you guys wrap your shit up because yeah. in two years, you're not going to be around. I, I would, I under again, under normal circumstances, I would say no, like, like Todd Phillips, Joker 2, sorry, bye-bye. We're not doing it. I would say that'd right. be crazy, but these are crazy times. Uh, I, I think what would, oh man, I could see a conversation being like, hey, your options are you're now part of our universe or with Matt Reeves' Batman or bye. Although based on reports, it seems like Robert Pattinson is more interested in the idea of being in a shared universe than Matt Reeves is. So you could keep Robert Pattinson's Batman even if Matt Reeves is like, no, I don't want it to be connected. You could be like, ooh, sorry, too bad, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess that Zaslav is really giving them all the power. I mean, and we'll see. I, listen, this could all change in a couple months. I'm not, you know, and then it, it all reports seem to be hinting that maybe Zaslav's trying to streamline Warner Brothers to be something he can sell to like Universal, and then they might want to have their own plan. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm interested in the new year. I am interested to see what James Gunn and uh, Saffron pitch. I'm interested to see how they pitch it. Are they just going to like post it on Twitter? Or are they going to do like a presentation? Uh, what is it going to be? Because you want to get people excited for it. A um, lot of unknowns. Ray Fisher has been awfully quiet during this time period. I looked at his Twitter. He didn't say anything in six days. I was like, right? What? How, what, what, what you thinking? a flex if James Gunn and Peter Saffron were able to bring uh, Ray Fisher back. <laughs> they were like, everybody's I, gone. Ray Fisher, welcome back. <laughs> it must have been something they talked about. Yeah. I think that they're talking about everything. Like, I think every single thing is on the table. Yeah. Yep. We'll find out uh, hopefully soon enough. But listen, we need to talk about the other big space whale in the room and talk about Avatar, the way of water. Uh, so we're going to go on ad break and we'll be right back. Oh my goodness, we are back and we are here speaking about over 10 year waits. I don't remember when the first Avatar came out. Uh, we're 13 talking, years ago. Oh my God, oh my God. We're talking about Avatar The Way of Water. 
And before we get into the new one, Roxy, I don't feel like we've talked about it before, but I don't remember. What was your experience with the first Avatar? What are your thoughts on the the first Avatar? I rewatched it last week, but prior to that, I had seen the movie once. It was in theaters. Same. Uh, It's one of my (laughs) only theater-going experiences I remember. And by remember, I mean there was a lot of drama going on in my life that day. Um, (laughs) I had eaten. I had eaten myself a ton of edibles and I'd gone to the movies to watch Avatar in college. It was that, 2009. That sounds like a good way to I, go see that movie. <laughs> and I was really living. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it and thinking, whoa. Mm-hmm. And that was about like the extent of my thoughts on it. It was before I was really, I just started film school. It was before I was really like well-versed in what was going on. I knew that I loved movies and TV, but didn't really know how to speak about them. I didn't know what made this so different. I didn't think about like, is the story good or bad or whatever? I just remember watching and being like, whoa, that looked fucking insane. And then like never thinking about it again. Um, And then flash forward to me having to bring it up on every show ever about any kind of box office related thing because Mm -hmm. it just made all of the money. And uh, then people also being like really mad about it. The story sucks. It's another white savior story. I took James Cameron away from making gold Mm -hmm. or other people being like, it's a visual masterpiece, Mm -hmm. like la la la. And I kind of was always like, huh, upon rewatching it, I think everybody's right. Mm hmm. I think that it is a totally weird story that if you overthink, you'll just get be like, I hate this. But if you don't, if you don't think about it and you just like let yourself live in la la land, Mm -hmm. uh, it does. It still looks sick. Yeah. For me, I remember the theater experience going well, but for different reasons, it was literally it was like right before I moved out to LA. I already know I was coming out to LA to pursue my dream. Um, but I hadn't left yet. And Avatar came out and I saw it in 3D. And everybody was talking about it being like the future of cinema. And I remember walking out of the theater being really fucking sad. Like really sad. Like like to the point where I was like, well, if this is really like where things are going, I don't want to play. Like, like almost like, am I making a mistake going out to LA? Because if this is what we're doing... I don't want to, I don't, I don't, it it didn't. Why were you so sad? Because of that. Because I thought people were saying like, this is how, what every movie is going to be now. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And I don't want to make this kind of movie. Uh, And if this is what we're doing now, which is kind of true in some senses. Um, uh, I do feel like James Cameron is the one old school director that does not get to complain about Marvel movies being just a ride. It's like Martin Scorsese, sure. Uh, you, James Cameron, I'm sorry, you don't get to make that specific complaint. Um, but but he hasn't. It's not that he. Yeah, he he not that he has. He's just the one that doesn't get to. He just doesn't want. He's the one that doesn't get. If we to. saw that quote. If James Cameron came out and was like. They're not actors. Yeah. These movies are not real movies. Yeah, that would be, he should do that. That would be fucking hysterical. That would be great. And it just, and it, and it went on to make all the money. And it's just one of those, like, you know, Titanic, I get Titanic's not my jam, but I get it. And, and rewatching it, it's tough. It was tough. It's, I tweeted about it. I, I find Avatar kind of, the first one kind of embarrassing. Like, I'm embarrassed for James Cameron that this is the movie he decided to make. I'm embarrassed for all of us that we made it the most, the, all the money in the world. Um, and so I went into a way of water being like, this is, it's been 13 years. I've never liked this movie. This is a big hurdle. And I actually liked it. Like, we'll, we'll start with spoiler free. We will get into spoilers because it's hard to talk about without spoilers. Um, but I was like, oh, you know what? If this movie makes all the money, I will be significantly less bothered than the first one. Because it. I think it really? just works better as a movie. Huh. I, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that it's a better film. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. But if this movie makes all the money, it feels like we like didn't do anything the last 13 years it feels like we didn't learn anything that's a good point yeah kind of like i'm not saying that it won't make i mean it's definitely gonna break a billion dollars for sure um and possible to break two billion i guess i don't think it's gonna hit that 2.7 or whatever that first one hit yeah um but i i would put this at like 
1.7 or something. I think this is going to make a ton of fucking money. Yeah. And it, uh, it will be tough. Realistically, it'll be tough to beat the first one because the we just came out of a pandemic. The environment's different. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that movie was released multiple times and yeah. like it was a whole fucking jam and it was the first time we're seeing things like that. But just like in 2022, and maybe because I just have a much clearer, con- like I just talked about in 2009, I didn't know about the film space really much. No. And now in 2022, I know a bit more. I don't understand why this movie would dominate. And uh, I liked the movie. Yeah, unless, it, it is interesting. I don't know if you, well, you and I had different, like, uh, I thought like, oh, you know what, for for once, I'm going to kind of be on the same page with everybody. I, I enjoyed this one. And then I saw reactions and some people were like, it was a religious experience. It's like, oh, well, I just liked it. I didn't, I didn't it's not like it. That's exactly how I feel, DJ. Like, yeah. I walked out of this movie and was like, oh, I'm glad that that story was better. Yeah. Um, The dialogue is still... Yeah, not working for the dialogue is still what it is. Yeah, we're not moving uh, mountains here. It's just this is just you know it's just better. <laughs> yeah, ex- it I it's good. I think it's a good movie that looks sick and really. I don't know about the religious experience, but I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh my god, it's so cool what we can do. Yeah, like look <laughs> what we can do. You know, it's kind of like when you watch a gymnast. Yes, and you're like, how does your body move like that? Mm-hmm. Like, how can humans do that? That's kind of how I feel about Avatar when I watch it. I'm like, how'd you guys make this? Yeah. Like, I really am asking myself, and through the first one too, but through the second one, everything with the water, I'm like, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. How'd you do that? That's yeah. crazy to me that humans could do that. Yeah. Like, you guys created this, you imagined it, and then you made it. That's sick. How'd you do that? Yeah. But, but at, at its core, for this movie to make over $2 billion to me is like, our world is weird, man. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I think in some ways I mean, the, the basic almost like primal nature of the story. And I think this is true. The first one, <coughs> excuse me. The first one too benefits it in that sense that anybody across the world can kind of access it. I will say why, why I think this is better is one, we've kind of, you mentioned the white savior of it all, which watching it again, watching the original Avatar again in 2022, it's even ickier. It's like, wait, you clo- yes. you went to an indigenous population, cloned their bodies so that you could like better study them? That's fucked up. Like that's really, like the, there's a few of the Navi that are like, these are demon people, we should murder them. I'm like, that is the correct response. This is not... Don't let them think that this is okay. This is not okay. <laughs> totally, DJ, which is why the first movie is so... And this movie, Making Money, is so interesting, too. Like, do people not realize the direct correlation between this and indigenous people around the world? And that... Well, like, do I, people... When, when people are, like, loving this movie, are they not understanding what... In this country, um, like in the U.S., in Mexico, pretty much all around the fucking world. Yeah, globally. <laughs> what we have done to digi- indigenous people. Like, are people not making that yeah. connection? I Yeah, I don't know. I will say, I think part of the reason I like this movie better is that we've, mo- we've moved away from that particular aspect in this one. Because we, we already did it the last one. Jake's here. Um, so I, it's, it's less there. However, I will say there is an element to the movie that still makes me uncomfortable because the Navi are so directly inspired by indigenous people, but they are also aliens and cat people. Uh, it, it almost in its very nature dehumanizes and it, it, and and so there's a point like when they hiss like cats, I'm like, this feels racist, even though they're aliens, (laughs) It, Uh, it didn't. It didn't strike me that way until we have the juxtaposition of them with Spider, which we, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, with the little white boy with dreads running around. I was like, well, this feels kind of problematic. <laughs> uh, I thought that that character was like, what? Yeah, I do. I, I, listen, I do like him in that he's a bridge to my favorite character in the movie. I'll get to that in the spoilers because I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. But 
um, the the uh, um, and also just this will actually help it'll get the stuff i don't like out of the way i also think zoe saldana as i think her character's name natiri is criminally underutilized like pretty much everything jake does in this movie i feel like zoe saldana should have been doing and i'm i'm hoping that the reason it wasn't hers because she was in the 13 year i think it took like four years to film this movie she was busy doing other things which is why she didn't do more but it's like you have zoe saldana right there why isn't she doing stuff (laughs) I'm super with you. Yeah. I think that it's like very, very apparent. That's why I didn't feel like this was less white saviory because it's still Jake doing all the things. To the point where um, he'll come up and tell the Navi, hey, what are the, remember this tribe? And it's like, what? why are you talking to these people like they're new? You don't weren't born right. here. What are you doing? <laughs> We're still in non-spoilers, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll keep it vague then. I think she's more utilized in the third act. Yes. She gets a very cool moment in the third act. In a way that I'm just like, it's a bummer because I think she is dope. Yes. Um, But she also does something in the third act that I feel like is so not in her nature and fucked up. And I'm curious what they're trying to say about that. So right now, it we'll, we'll use this as our transition into spoilers. Um, uh, we do have a couple. Let's answer these questions real quick, and then we'll do spoilers. Uh, Clementine asks, not to be spicy, but is the premise of people wearing the husk of indigenous person's body in order to trick the tribe into letting them be studied any less horrifying in the sequel? It is not less horrifying, but it is less important to the plot. <laughs> and, uh, that, so, yeah, yes, it's better. Um Leonard Kim asks, is 3D truly the best way to experience Avatar the Way of Water? I have a hard time with 3D. And he goes on to explain that he has like it gives him headaches and stuff. Um, I would say, I would say yes on 3D. I would say no on high, high frame rate. I thought that actively worked against the movie, in my opinion. So I would But say, you can't watch it without a high frame rate. You can't? Is that I don't not think an option? So. Oof! I thought I heard some people trying to decide whether they could see if they could find it in high frame rate, implying that you could find it without it. If you can find it without, well, that it, might be true. I would say watch it without high frame rate because I it, it for me it made it look like a video game or like motion smoothing on a TV. I was a lot of times I was impressed with what I was seeing, and then an action scene would kick in. I'm like, oh, why does this look bad? I'm like, oh, high frame rate. That's so I don't know different strokes for different folks. For me, high frame rate did not work. Huh? Um, I feel the opposite of DJ. Okay. The three, the three D thing. I really struggled with. Interesting. Uh, those glasses, mm-hmm. like I can always see out of the side. They make me very dizzy. Um, and I don't know that uh, some of it looked so sick in three D, but it's like, I just think I don't love 3D. Fair. Um, and the frame rate, while actually usually I don't notice it, and this it's you can't really not notice it, it was to me like, even though like you said, it kind of looks like a video game, I liked that. I was okay. like, oh, that's cool. All right, all right, all right. So, so, so long story helps. short, yeah. different strokes for different folks. Whatever works best for you, yeah. go to town on it. Um, hopefully you have the options. Uh, let's go into spoilers. Uh, this is everybody listening. This is your this is your spoiler warning. Get the f out of here if you don't want spoilers. Um, I will start, Roxy, because I um, I am on the record as saying that I think the only memorable and interesting character in the original Avatar is the villain, uh, Stephen Lang as Quatrich. And when I was sitting down in this movie, not knowing a lot about it, I was like, mm, Am I going to enjoy an Avatar movie without Stephen Lang in it? And James Cameron was like. Don't worry, dog. I got you. Because almost immediately they're like, oh, yeah, we downloaded your memories, sci-fi bullshit. Now you're in a Navi body. I'm like, thank you, movie. And once again, for my money, Stephen Lang is the best part of the movie uh, because he is having a blast being a villain. (laughs) He's really good. Yeah. He's really good and fun. And I think that um, the... I, I'm very curious in the third movie what their intention is. Yeah, because well, we're in spoilers, so I can spoil it. I will call bullshit in the way he survives 
I'm sorry. If you're unconscious underwater, you're dead. You, it's not like you're holding your breath while you're unconscious. No, you're dead. I don't, I don't know, though, because the Avatar are different, man. That's a good point. Solid point. However, when they when they have final fights happening, which, by the way, that third act fight, fucking the whole everything, the battle on the ship, the ship sinking, every, every part of it, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking, this is actually really good. Um, and I was like, you guys can't listen, you brought Stephen Lang back. You're not going to kill him now. And so when they saved him, I'm like, good good call, James Cameron. You've got me hooked for the next however many. And they've already laid the groundwork that they're going to try and redeem his character in some form or fashion. I'm on board. Just more. Just don't give me an Avatar movie without Stephen Lang in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sounds like they're not going to. Uh, but I, the thing I can't not, we can't not talk about him and we can't talk about him and not talk about Spider. Yes. Because that's like what's going on there. And I I don't know what went wrong here for me. It I, I feel bad about this because it, it was filmed so many years ago. And also I don't know where what happened. And I don't love speaking on people's performances like this. But like whatever happened, his performance didn't work for me. Yes. Uh uh, it might have been because of the dialogue. It might be because of the direction. It might be because of what, but like him hissing and him like speaking and him, the him of it all was like. I, I think, I think if I were to suggest where it might've went wrong with you is I think him being present with the Navi and kind of being kind of like, I'm going to say like a Tarzan, like raised, I hate to use this language, but like raised by the apes kind of a thing, um, kind of puts in into focus everything that kind of doesn't work about the the white savior indigenous. Like, it's like, oh, this is all the problems in one character. Uh, and they never... He, early on in the movie, he's taken in by the invading humans and they don't like give him clothes or cut his hair or like <laughs> anything they don't like it's like no you're still this kind of problematic they call character him feral yeah they, yeah they use a lot they call him monkey boy and i was like i again you're all alien i don't know how i feel about this i don't it's we because it's so i i think something that would benefit future movies is if some of the non-Navi humans were not white. And also maybe we introduced Navi that were more imperialistic, like more like Vikings or British or like in like, uh, 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 the, the Navi just weren't our entire stand in. Like maybe we could have an indigenous actor that isn't CGI. I don't know. Like, I, and maybe we could have CGI characters that, don't explicitly reference indigenous people. Cultures are complicated. Maybe we can get into that a little bit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's your understanding of spider taking the fake avatars to get banshees that they saw in his brain, the banshees thing, or that he's just showing them the like way of the Navi. He's showing them the way of the Navi. Spy in my estimation, spider is entirely a function of trying it is James Cameron recognizing he has something really cool in Stephen Lang and not wanting similar to making Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator, a good guy in the second movie, like doing laying the groundwork to where we can get Stephen Lang roughly adjacent with our heroes and Spider-Man exists almost completely for that purpose. And so in that sense, I don't mind spider because I appreciate what, what we're trying to, again, I, I like Stephen Lang's character. So it's like, yeah, get him on the side of the good guys of spiders, how we do it. Don't love spider, but I'll take it. <laughs> but what is, but like, we're supposed to like spider. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sigourney Weaver's teenage character is clearly okay. has a crush on him. <laughs> so that was like part of my. I, I was like, what is this movie trying to say? When we're talking about the visuals, I get everything they were trying to do. It's sick. Yeah. Talking about the story, and I'm like, what is this movie trying to say? In what way is Sigourney Weaver's daughter more Jake and what is her name? Naturi? Naturi, yeah. Jake and Teary's daughter more than Spider is their son? Good question. Because they're both adopted. They're not 
they're not neither one of them and, and for those why you, i don't know why you're watching this if you if you're listening to this if you haven't uh seen the movie but like basically this is corny weaver's kiri character the daughter of her character from the previous movie is basically navi jesus the immaculate conception the whole shebang she's got a weird connection they to the are planet. going with them you think it's immaculate conception? You I, think she has no dad? I think I I think she's a reincarnation because in the first movie, Sigourney Weaver's brain gets sucked into Yahweh. The that's not the name yeah, of the yeah, tree god. Yeah, 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 sorry, I apologize. Uh, but she gets sucked into the tree, and I think maybe feedback it went into the body. Yeah, I think basically when she's like, "Who's my dad? Your dad's the planet, my dude." I don't know what to tell you. Like, if, because if not. If not, your dad's a rapist, fuck. Yeah. And like, we don't want to have to deal with that in yes. these movies. Yeah. Um, the also, options are like, your space I, Jesus or it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, how old was Sigourney Weaver? I don't know. I'm not yeah. clear on like what happened. I mean, did she, did she birth this child? Like, what happened yeah, yeah. here? But okay. And it's in her so, alien clone body. It's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> but just talking about the difference between what's her name? Kira? He, I in the movie I thought they were saying Kitty. Going off of IMDb, it's Kiri. It looks like. Okay. Oh yeah, I thought they were saying Kitty. Too. I thought they were saying Kiri? Kitty too, which felt weirdly on the nose. I'm like, I get it. They're cat people. Uh, and it, it, according to okay. IMDb, it's Kiri. K I R I. So Kiri mm-hmm. and Spider. Yes. The thing that happens at the end, um, where Natiri's like. Son for son. And oh like, yeah, that basically you're. Oh, which by the way. It was so funny when when they're doing like the the catching the audience up and they're like, look at all the kids we have. I'm like, one of those kids is expendable. That's why you're showing us yeah. so many kids. And then when I kept forgetting the older brother existed, I'm like, sorry, dude, you're not making it out of this movie. <laughs> well, I knew immediately he was going to die because they didn't give him the love interest. They yes. gave the younger brother the love interest. They gave the younger brother the love interest and the whale. It's like, sorry, older brother, sorry, you're not getting yeah. out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And they've deemed you perfect. Yes. And nope. That, yeah, that was the kiss of death. You're the, done for, like, my guy. The perfect child. I was like, mm, yeah, shit. He's sorry, dead. my dude. <laughs> um, totally. But I thought that that was like, I mean, so hard to like identify because again, the cat people, like you're saying, but like it's borderline racist or like yeah. xenophobic yeah. that she's willing to kill the spider. Mm-hmm. And like, is like, just I felt so bad for him. Mm hmm. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. like you're treating people how you've been treated. I don't know. The whole thing was like, I don't know see, that this movie has the t- tools to deal with this. Yeah. See, so Roxy, you just, now, like, can't think too much about it. Exactly. Now you're one of the people thinking too much about it. I, I will say right. that, that um, this one is less distracting on the that front than the first one is, but there are still very much just the nature of these movies is problematic. I do think there are things that you could do to help alleviate it. I doubt that they will. I doubt that they will, but I am more on board with the world. If every movie is just them introducing a new Navi tribe that has different physical characteristics and interacts with the environment differently and different creatures they hang out with, honestly, I'm kind of on board with that. Like I sure I, I'm a sucker for, Hey, here's more Navi, but they are rock ones. I don't know. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Uh, we had a question here from blah, 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 Jake Hefner. Do we think we'll actually see avatars three through five now? I, yeah, th- it is three through five. I will say, I think three and four were filmed simultaneously with this one. So yes. Um, Roxy, what are your thoughts on future Avatar movies? I'd actually be excited about them because I think it looks sick. I'm invested in some of the characters. Yeah, uh, I'll see these movies as long as they're making them because for that, like, it is a, it is a great success that for a three hour and ten minute movie, I was not bored. Agreed. I was like, Agreed. Okay, like you guys sold me on the length of this, yeah. so I'm okay with that. Um. So yeah, my my thought is that we are still going to see all of those. They made a fucking theme park. So, I mean, this is no like there's no way this movie doesn't make its money back. Mm-hmm. Uh there's no way that we don't see the ones that they already shot because a lot of the budget of this movie is going towards that next movie because they shot them simultaneously. Yeah. So, like we're going to see it. Yeah. And I do like the setup for the next one. 
I like the fact that now like Spider did what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that mean? Um, and yeah, I'm also, you know, lover, love, shipper, ships. It is the parts of this that are love stories are beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the uh the um why can't I ever say her name? Natiri? Yes. I think that's right. And and Jake Sully. Mm-hmm. The Jake <laughs> and the Terry uh partnership, lover of love shipperships, yeah. the younger son and the daughter of the water. Yes. The who, who is played by I believe it's again it's hard to tell because they're in CGI. I believe that's Bailey Bass, who was in um uh interview with the the new interview with the vampire show, which I really like. Oh, so cool. good for her. I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, and I like that couple. Um, I would say give me more queer avatar. Yeah. Like where I think that that's like bizarro that heterosexual norms on this planet are fucking weird. Like I think and, that. And also the tribes are like weirdly else, like patriarchal. Like it's like, yeah, guy in yeah. charge. I'm like, oh, even here? Weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just wouldn't play out like that. So I do think it's very disney like that mm-hmm. we have not like uh because i i i feel like they were trying to reference that with uh K- kiri yeah because she was like why am i so different why do i feel so different and i thought that was going to be a coming out story it ended up being a jesus story yes um she's space jesus but still could be so yeah i'd be excited if they like want to actually push boundaries and like talk about what what it, aliens would really be fucking like mm-hmm. in the third one. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just if nothing else, I'll, it's nice to look at. It is definitely nice to look at. Uh, yeah. So I would say, I know some people are like, man, I really hated the first one. Should I see this one? I'm like, yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, it's kind of worth it. Cause I didn't, I also hated the first one and I kind of enjoyed it. So who, you know, who knows your mileage may vary. Let us know what you think. Um, before we go, Roxy, what should the kids be looking out for from you? Check out the calendar, theworldgirls.com. We're sending them out. They're looking fucking great. Um, You've been posting oh, pictures. They look awesome. Thank you. We're working our buttocks off on them. I had one literally right here, and I just brought it downstairs. Otherwise, I would have just flipped through. Other than that, just find me at Roxy Stryer, and I'll keep you posted on all the things I'm doing. I'm live every day for December on my YouTube channel because I know this month is really fucking hard for people, and I just want you guys to have a place to go. So if you need a friend, then come join me there. Uh, Just literally, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes a day, I'm just saying, hi, friendly face. Links in the description. Check all that out. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter and Hive, I believe it's back now. <laughs> you ain't got the vows from stupid. Your Hive thing is throwing me off, my dude. I'm sorry. I got to... Who... <sighs> Man, I can't even... Who knows anymore? It's, it's wild out there. Uh, and uh, we got some... This is our last live show for the year, but we got stuff coming oh. out for those listening to the, to the podcast. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, and we'll be back soon enough. No, don't shed any tears. And again, Roxy's hanging out with you every day of December. So don't, no, no, nothing to miss out here. Um, and Spider-Versity will be dropping through the holidays as well. So if you're a patron, be sure to check that out. Uh, and we will see you all next time.